What's up, my guys? We are back. This is the Juice Box with episode 77. I think it's safe to say first episode of a new era. I think the other two boys will agree with me on that. What do you think, Big Czar? Um, I actually have some uh, bombshell news to drop. Drop it. Um, now that Tiggy's left the program, I, I just don't think I can continue on with all this, and I need to respectfully bow out. Are we breaking the podcast game? Are we breaking up, bro? Are you breaking up with me? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here for life. I was I was staring at you, and I'm like, hmm. You you did have me there towards the middle. I was like, he, I don't know if he's being serious. He, he ha- I'm a good actor. He didn't have me. I didn't believe it. For he one didn't second. believe it. Hey Ted, make sure you watch this clip, baby. But Put him I, in a movie. I had something really fucking weird happen to me this week. Like, this has never happened before. So normally in the mornings I wake up. And I don't know if this is for everyone or if it's just a me thing, but I wake up most mornings with a song stuck in my head, okay. Okay. like a random song. It, it, can't, it won't even be a song that I was listening to lately. And for whatever reason, I'll just wake up with a song stuck in my head. Two days ago, maybe three days ago, woke up with a song stuck in my head. I'm humming it all morning as I'm getting ready for work. Go out, get in the car. And it was one of those moments where the first half of my drive I'm driving in silence. Oh, yeah. So this whole drive, I'm driving in silence about halfway through my drive to work. I'm still humming and have this song stuck in my head. So I said, all right, fuck it. I'm turning on the radio because I need to get this song out of my head. Don't tell me. I turned on the fucking radio, and that song was playing on the radio. It was about halfway through. Dude, stuff is so weird. Dude, I got chills. I know. Because, one, so I, I, I didn't turn on FM radio. It was my... Sirius XM on a random channel. But like this song is not a fucking song you hear on the radio. So what the was the song? Movies by Alien Ant Farm. Yeah, no no idea. Yeah. Maybe if I heard it, but it's so random, right? It very like I immediately texted Brooke and was like, Yeah, the weirdest fucking thing just happened to me. That, that's weird dude, I swear like the universe is so weird like that. Like last Sunday before the game. Me, Jake, and my dad were sitting out here. This was early, like probably like one or two p.m. And we're sitting here, like talking. We're like, "You think you were, we're gonna drink a couple drinks for the game?" We're all kind of like, "Yeah, we probably end up will." Literally, as we were having this conversation, my mom calls my dad, and he goes, "Hello," and she goes, "I was I was wondering, should we drink some beers for the game?" <laughs> Literally, as we were having the conversation, yeah, it's weird. it's like how like how does that happen what well, it's it, so weird it's odd because i feel like more often than not like i don't catch it myself obviously but i feel like there's just so many signs that are just pointed out throughout your day like real little things words songs and it's like it, i don't know part of me thinks it's so hard to not believe that everything's just laid out and it's uh, like that yeah. black mirror episode where you know there's the perfect ending and then you choose one way or the other yeah uh, dude, I I know it's like the Truman Show. They're, like my, I've life... never seen that. Is that a is that a legit show or was that no? A it's, movie? A, it's a movie. It's Jim Carrey. I actually fucking hate it. I love Jim Carrey, but I don't like that movie because it is a mind fuck, and parts of that movie piss me the fuck off. I might have, to but like it. it's basically his entire life has been like simulated. It's a for other people's entertainment. But it's like, a show like that. That's why it's called the Truman Show. So it's, like, His life is a show, show people are to where the, the 
people that run the show have dictated the way his entire life has gone. And then you think back to like all of the old articles, books, stories that have been written about pandemics and like kind of just telling time. Like I'm, there was a one thing that we read. It was written years ago about how 2020 there's going to be like this deathly pandemic. Now, whether it's true or not, I mean, I, I, I don't know. But it's just weird how so many different occurrences through time, when you look back in time, it's like people were kind of predicting yeah. what was going to happen yeah. or will happen. Like that, I talked about that one. I don't know anything about this guy, but I talked about him on my, one of my milk videos. His name was Nostradamus. Or Hashtag something. milk gang. Nostradamus. And, and he's like predicted like some like spot on things like he i don't obviously he didn't know hitler's name but like he predicted all that shit to go down with hitler like he predicted like world war ii stuff and then he also predicted literally like a pandemic yeah and this year there was going to be a pandemic like how does that even happen yeah it makes no sense and bill gates <laughs> called it like five years ago he he was at a ted doing a ted talk or a talk in front of a schoolwork class and literally was like in five years we're gonna have some terrible outbreak but yeah I don't B- know. bill gates has been like an advocate for like um whatever you want to call it like he's he's tried to warn people that like you know virus like one day there's gonna be a virus that play, like fucking ravages through the population of the world like he was you're right he's been on that kick for a long long fucking time and he gets so much static when you think about it it makes sense because how many times i know this is the first one in our lifetime that's been like like this is this is an actual fucking problem but like we've had maybe three or four other times in our lifetime where they got it under control fast enough you know like bird flu swine flu h1n1 all that different shit yeah there was that bad one in the 70s which one was um i think it was the h1n1 i think no no, h1n1 was when we were in high school yeah yeah sorry some something one of the things but yeah it it was like in the 70s i i believe I don't know. I think they called it a coronavirus. Let me too. look real quick. I'll just Spanish look it up flu real quick. I don't yeah, know. There's been a bunch of different. Yeah, but sorry. Ones. Go ahead. Continue. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like when when you have that stuff happen, and we've pushed through it that many times, you know, it's bound to happen. Where one time it's going to get out of control. Hong Kong flu. Yeah. Okay. So like. The fact that, because I'll be honest, when Corona was first getting talked about and all that stuff was happening and. Uh, what was it, Wuhan or whatever? Yeah. I was like, oh, dude. I was like, I think we were all talking like this. We were like, you know, whatever. I was like, fucking bird flu, swine flu. How many times have they said this shit to oh, us? Oh, yeah. We were talking junk. I was. Oh, like, I was talking mad shit on it. Like, this is, I was like, I'm not fucking worried at all. Remember Tig, the infamous yeah, Tig uh, came back. Minnesota yeah, trip. Tig came yeah. back to Minnesota, and he's the guy next to him on the plane was wearing a mask. Tig was just ripping into this guy. <laughs> He's like, I don't fair wear a fucking mask. He's like, this guy's a fucking blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's bound to happen. It was bound to happen. And yeah. we might see it, honestly, happen again in our lifetime. Who fucking knows? Well, somebody said World War II, and this is kind of current with what's going on, and then we can go into our big rant segment that I know we're all dying to talk about. But I was watching the History Channel one night this week, and they said... When the U.S. 
They were always flying their planes to test them when they were getting ready to go against Hitler. And they said while they were flying these planes, there were historically always these gold bulbs that would just follow the planes around. And it it happened multiple times, multiple bulbs. Like, it was all classified, but all since that stuff's becoming declassified now, we're hearing more of it. And they called them Foo Fighters. So I thought that was pretty cool because I never knew where the Foo Fighters got their name. I would imagine it had something to do with that. Yeah, that's where they base it off that. Yeah, so that was cool. But how, how crazy is it that now, since everything's coming out, whenever World War II was in like 45 or 48 or something like that, they were literally having these phenomenas that we have now, yeah. and, and they were just all flying around, and they just assumed that it was German intelligence because, I mean, that's kind of the obvious thing to assume, I guess. Like, they are the bad guy. But they said they would just fly all crazy. They would just disappear, come here, and they would always – they just as- had no idea what was going yeah. on. Did you see – it reminds me, this literally happened, I think, just last night. If, are you on this? Are you on this monitor? Yeah. Type in like Oregon space storm or something. I saw videos like literally it looks like a bunch of meteors all together. Like <laughs> I thought he meant Oregon space storm, like <laughs> space with space. Bomb. Oh, no. no <laughs> I was no. like, OK, you could have just said no. Oregon storm. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's Hold funny. on. I, I don't know. It's not showing up on there, but. It it's literally, right, just tell us about it. Yeah, it's well, literally here, here. Article from twenty hours ago. Yeah, Jake, there you go. It's literally like a bunch of star-looking meteor things and a big group just like shooting across the sky. This has to be the video. Yeah. It's like the craziest thing it's I've ever likely seen. Likely space debris. Yeah, interesting. I saw a bunch of comments like they're like it's some SpaceX experiment or whatever. Hold on, maybe I can pull up the TikTok here. Here we go. I have it on my phone if you guys want to watch it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean Pass it, it's around. It, it's I feel like we're just oh, going to start seeing seeing a lot more of this stuff. That would have been fucking epic Truthfully. to see. That looks beautiful. Yeah. Jake. Oh wait, is this it right here? Yeah, yeah. 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 Dang. So what what it looks like is it kind of looks like a blimp looking thing with a rocket on the end just letting out fireworks is exactly me, what it looks it, like to me it just looks like a bunch of like rockets yeah oh yeah shit it's all okay. about, like coincide. there's nothing like, in the front it's just all a bunch of fucking so that shit. was just a reflection so it like almost looks like a, a synchronized meteor shower yeah to where they're like in a pattern together yeah. moving at the same speed yeah like, you together. all should y'all should google this it's, it's pretty, weird. definitely pretty definitely look up the tiktok version because that's like footage from someone's backyard yeah. That's cool. Which is really cool. It's crazy. Like, what would you do if you saw that? You, I'd be like, what? instantly would say it was aliens. Oh yeah, knowing us, F- facts. We'd be like, dude, fucking UFOs. I'd be pumped if I saw it now. Like, if I was like, before all this alien stuff was normalized, and I saw that, I'd like freak out. I'd be like scared, but now I'd be like, holy shit! But like, look at that. <laughs> isn't it weird though that like nobody cares though? You you know what I mean? Like you, I, I mean you. It's probably because we can't physically see it or touch it yet, but you would think even the old people hearing that there's literally aliens or outside intelligence, whatever you want to call them, that's there. They're telling us it's there, and all anybody's worried about is GameStop and AMC stocks. Oh, I think there's (laughs) two reasons for that. I think one, because the whole alien phenomena thing 
or phenomenon or whatever, however has, you spell it, phenomenon. has been around. Think about it for how many decades. True. So I think people are just kind of like, we hear about alien. We've been hearing about aliens for fucking decades until there's physical proof right in front of us. Just kind of got kind of gonna write it off. Yeah, it, it's just weird though. And then at the other the other token, I think the other reason would be. In our current times, so much crazy shit's gone down the last couple of years where people are just like, uh, aliens? Okay. We've oh, had yeah. all this other stuff happen. You see those funny tweets, people are like, who had aliens on their 2020 bingo board or whatever? I know we're in 2021 now, but like, yeah. yeah. People were just kept saying, like, w- during 2020, shit just kept piling up of yeah. like what was happening. It, it, like, we had almost World War Three, then we went into a pandemic, and then... Our our age is, and I know everybody's gone through it, but our age, maybe up to like 35, 36 years old, is, has to be living, in, living through the craziest time ever. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we've seen more shit than a lot of generations. No, yeah, I was in a store today, and the, the lady that works there is real old, probably close to 80. And this older married couple came in to buy a bunch of cigs, which, side note, it just looks so enjoyable to just be an 85-year-old man walking in with your wife, just buying a bunch of cigs, you know, and just going to go home and sit on your chair and just smoke them all day. Yeah. That's not my story, though. But then they started talking about, like, while I'm right here, it's like, they started talking about how, oh, the good old days were so much better, like, it sucks now. And I wanted to be like, okay, like, I get it. But, like, uh, this is what I'm living in now. Don't, yeah. like, sit there and, like, try to, you know what I'm saying, how yeah, old absolutely. people are. Don't sit yeah. there and talk, like, oh, so much better when we were young, like, and all this shit. I get it. It probably was. But it's, like, this is what I have to live with. So don't, like, rub it in my face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like that old school mentality where they're all just – and you can't knock them because that's how they grew up. So, like, that's what they know. But they're all just hard asses. And they think that – their time was the best. They know everything. And it's just like the mindset of that now, they just think it sucks. But it doesn't suck. It's just different. Yeah. Like if, if if everybody could just figure out how to – I feel like a preacher, but it's true. Just turn turn the perspectives just a little bit. You know what I mean? Like if you can somehow just find a semi-positive in everything, yeah, Right now, times are rough, but it doesn't mean that it sucks. It's just we're just all learning together in this different time period, Yeah, I feel like. But I feel like you should have the floor in starting this debate of the whole WVU athletics as a whole right now. Because I've I've been seeing everybody – there's a lot of takes for football and basketball. Yeah. And I feel we will agree on, and we we all may agree, we all may disagree. I don't know, but I I kind of I feel like this will be a very very open discussion in in terms of like reality. WVU fans, if that makes sense. Um. Okay. Well, I'm I'm kind I'm gonna separate by sport because okay. I'm actually like my my views differ between the two sports and what's happened. Okay. So with basketball. So we have McCabe transferring out and Matthews transferring out. I won't talk about McNeil because that's going to the draft. You know, if you can get drafted, more power to you. I wish you'd come back for another year. Which, real quick, I think this is exactly what Sags and Javon did, too. I think Javon declared when he was a senior, and then you just go to see see what Where you're at. That, yeah. that rule has recently changed. It yeah. didn't used to be like that. It used to be if you put your name in the draft, 
you couldn't come back. Correct. But it's yep. what Shibwe did last year. Yep, exactly. So um, I do kind of expect him to be back, so I'm not too, too worried about that. But speaking on McCabe and Matthews, for McCabe, I like McCabe. And I've heard through a bunch of people he's a, like, great locker room guy. He was one of the team captains. It is sad to see him go, but I completely understand why he would. You got a, a one year left of basketball. Go somewhere where you're going to start. I get that. 100% get that for him. I do, too. I mean, I, I'd like to see him stay on the team because I think he is a viable backup. I know people call him a turnover machine. He he has gotten shaky. I have said that. Yeah. Well, I mean, he and he has had those moments. I, I would say it's probably more of a confidence thing just because of his lack of playing time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he you know, all power to him. He should go somewhere and play out where he's going to start for one more year. You know, he's not going to the NBA. College only lasts so long. Yeah. M- might as well make the most of it. Matthews, um, it's a little bit weirder of a situation because he was probably most definitely going to remain in the starting lineup next year. And like like my mom said, and I never really thought about this until she said it, but it, she was right. Matthews shocks me in a sense of Matthews and Hugs seem to be very close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think, um, you know, all that stuff came out about he had, like, shit from the fans – which I, I is very fucked up, but yeah. I, I also think that's not exclusive to West Virginia. Oh, I think it's not. a lot of college fans at other colleges are saying ridiculous shit on social media. That's the bad thing about the social media era we live in. You can say anything. Yeah. Back before that, you know, people sitting on their couch didn't have a fucking platform to give their stupid ass opinion. And now it's out there for the world to see. And it's it's fucked up, but it's it's odd. I saw I saw things saying that like he was um, he's transferring maybe because his girlfriend is going somewhere, something like that. I saw I can kind of get that reasoning. I don't know. It's weird. He's probably going to be a starter, but again, if he's worried about playing time, then whatever. I I just don't want to see the whole team fall apart yeah. basketball wise. I'm and nervous that like Taz isn't going to come back. Culver's going to leave. Uh, Osa Boyne's going to leave. Then we're we're kind of back in a hole. Yeah. Whereas if most of the core comes back next year, we can be another top 15 team, I think. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. I'm afraid that they might all start dropping like flies, like I said. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I rip on literally the whole entire season. Jordan, McK- I ripped on him the whole season just because – you know he would th- he was like loose with the ball and stuff like that but i do think it's i do think that one is going to hurt because you know he's been a leader on the team exactly. he knows the way the, the lay of the land he knows the ropes to like for younger guys exactly that's why it's going to hurt for him being gone yeah. cuz i feel like as a senior especially he would have been probably the number 1 leader of the team yeah, obviously like you deuce, can never discount a veteran yeah. presence obviously deuce is the guy like the player but right. i think mccabe would would have been that guy uh emmett it's kind of the same kind of thing it's gonna suck he's been around the whole you know three years he's played he's started he he knows the game he knows huggins just for those younger guys it's gonna suck you know that they're not gonna have those those older guys there that's what i'm worried about like you know, like, I don't know. We'll see. And I'm afraid Taz might not come back. I think Gabe will. I think 100% Deuce will. 
Culver, he's a wild card. I feel like he could pull a thing and end up yeah. leaving. Yeah, I Here, agree. Here's, first and foremost, this is just a spark conversation just because I I can't wrap my brain around it like you guys are. But why why would they leave? And the reason why I say that before we start talking about it is where and you know, this is I'm not a big basketball guy. I'm just speaking from the average WV fan. But where are they gonna go that's gonna make them pop more to maybe play further in their careers? You could say that they're about all, Matthews. No, hold on. They're they're Okay, but we already know McCabe and Matthews are gone. No, I know, but yeah, but they're gone and they're going to play another year. That's that's the point. That's more, like if if Osa. Well, I, no, I guess I shouldn't even say that. They all have another year of eligibility because of COVID. But but my my thing is real quick. They they all all those guys have that gel together. I just me personally, I mean, this is just how I feel. I I don't I don't see why they would all decide to leave. Tr- truthfully. Sean, like you said, that's an NBA thing. I get that. But knowing that Emmett and McCabe are gone means way more playing time for Jalen Bridges, means way more playing time for Taz, means way more playing time for any of those Kedrian, like any of those other guys on the bench. And they've all played together, and obviously they love hugs. I, I just any, – any big-time WVU transfer other than Aaron Harris – which, dang, Aaron Harris, dog, has never made an impact anywhere else. So, so my thing is I just I don't see why they would leave that, that mesh point when they have all of that extra year of eligibility to sort of start over. And, I mean, chemistry, you know, you get that in practice and things like that. But, you know, you got those intangible things of just knowing how to play with people. Me, personally, I just don't see why they would leave. Culver, I guess – my mom was telling me she read or heard that his was more of a mental thing, and you could tell he was having mm. a giant mental oh, breakdown yeah, no doubt. through the whole tourney. Like, I guess that's known. Like, he said that. And I, I don't see how him leaving would help that. You know what I mean? He already has that comfort in hugs. And obviously, hugs didn't, you know, rip him. Like, he, he got it. He could have been on the bench the whole time just yelling at Culver. But you could literally see in that Syracuse game, Culver, he looks sick. I mean, he he was literally a mess. Dude. Yeah, he didn't look. He didn't look interested to be there. I don't know. It was weird. But, yeah, but I mean, that's, we that, obviously that, don't know. That's my point. That's all. no. Yeah. But I and I agree with your point. Okay, now imagine a week ago, we were saying the same thing about every single one of those players. There's no reason for any of them to leave. Look at the team that they have, and a week later, two of them already left. That's my that's my point to your point. I, yeah. I agree with you. I think there's no reason for them to leave. I mean, look what they have already. But then, boom, two days ago, two of the players decide they want to transfer. Yeah. it's I, I just think ment- mentality in sports has changed a lot over the last decade. I think – I don't know. It's just weird. Like you, you, you got, Like you said, they all have played together. They mesh well. They could have brought the same team back again and just been a powerhouse. But then guys are leaving. I don't know. It's weird. It's like they take the loss so personally, like, oh, I can't play here anymore. Yeah. And it's like, now, honestly, it's like, I, I don't want to say it, but I really, what you said, it's like that everywhere. I think a lot of the freaking shitty fans might have run I them know, out. I know. And that's, that's, I really do. They, the players need to stay off of social media. 
Yeah, I agree. But yeah, see, it's, it's the just problem so is toxic. Emmett and Taz, at least what I've seen, they are very, very live on Twitter. Yeah. Going back at fans. And some and they some shouldn't, pe- man. Some that's people bad. can do that though. That's bad for your mental. But if you can't handle it, then that's the last last thing that you need. No, and, and they have to realize one in every college fan base, you got people that don't know dick about sports that think they can just sound off and say whatever they want. They ain't even fucking ever play the sport. Yeah. You know what I mean? Two, you got trolls. Guys that are literally just on the internet to troll. I mean, it's. I think it's bad as an athlete, even a professional athlete. Just don't have social media. Yeah. Or it, ha- or have have a fucking. I don't even know. A private Instagram account or something. Yeah. I I, I don't know, man. And I I just. I I just can't imagine. And my mom asked me this. She was like, "Do you think it's crazy fans or gamblers?" And I said, "Well, mom, honestly." It's probably a combination of both, yeah. but I would say it's 70% just crazy fans. It absolutely is, and I will say, again, I don't want to act like this is exclusive to West Virginia. It happens everywhere. It it's does. worse on the football side than the basketball side, no doubt, but we have some crazy, stupid fucking fans, and sometimes it's hard for me to to sit here and be like, man, I can't believe I'm a part of the same fan base as half these fucking idiots. Shit just doesn't make sense. You got everyone and their mother on Facebook calling for Holgerson's head. Yeah. Everyone. Say, dude. And realistically, he was not a fucking bad coach. How I don't many? know what they what they saw versus what we're seeing now. If Brown has another mediocre year this year, well, one, those same fans are already calling for Brown's head now. Mm-hmm. Already. It's been yeah. two seasons. You don't even give a guy four years to have his entire recruit recruiting classes in there or whatever. It, it makes no fucking sense to me. People forget, you know, Rich Rod had to build up his fucking brand and legacy in, in Morgantown. Yeah. Dude, it is nuts, though. Like, that could go back. That back that's back to a social media thing, too. Everyone's like, fire him, fire him. And look how much hate freaking Skylar Howard used to get. Oh, yeah. He's the dude, best quarterback. That dude was had. good. Yeah, he was good. He's probably besides Win Greer. Loss. Yeah, he he besides Greer, he was the best quarterback we had in the in the Big 12 era so far. Well, Geno Smith, I forgot. You can't even count him. We'll, one we'll year put him in, the in another 12. caliber. But and yeah, honestly, I mean, really. that team was fucking sick that year if our defense wasn't yeah. so shitty, but but moving on to the football side of things now, I have different, real I have fast, different real views. I just want to say one thing. Jared West, if you're listening, I know you just left Marshall. I know you're from Clarksburg, and I know you're a dog. And rumor had, has it that you're visiting Pitt. I don't know why, but just come home. <laughs> yeah, that's a mistake. Imagine if we got hit. Yeah, that'd be sick. If I, and correct me if I'm wrong, I really don't know, but I think he's Marshall's best player. Probably. No I don't idea. know. I didn't look at yeah, Marshall's overall so, team stats. Jared West, please come. Him, I, saw, I don't, I don't I saw watch, the kid I don't watch shitty teams. Wink, I wink. saw the kid from Duke that's transferring, too. He was Cottrell's high school teammate. Really? Yeah. We'll have big. him, too. That would be legit. Yeah, uh, Cottrell will be back yeah, next year. He was just coming into his own, too. Yeah, I think he has potential to be a, a fucking beast. Uh, like I said, I don't. I just don't want to see us fall – into a down year in basketball 
because we shouldn't. We you know should. What I mean? That's if if the guys thing. come back, yeah. we have a very talented team again, dude. That's and I just yeah. don't want to fall into one of those years where you're like, man, we're not too competitive this year, and and it's yeah. Everyone wants to be entertained. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? And we we. I kind of, you know, I bleed Mountaineer sports. Me too, man. So it's just like, you know, you get so excited for that year to happen. So, you know, I'm just really hoping that a lot of these guys stay. But I have this sinking feeling. I said it right after the game when we were all here. I was like, I have this sinking feeling that we're going to lose a lot of guys. Well, I mean, luckily, the conversation that we literally had in the kitchen is essentially happening again. We're basically saying... The exact same takes that we had. So I, I don't know. I, I just uh, I guess I'm a little more optimistic, but I just try to be optimistic. But also in the back of my head, it is like, OK, McCabe and Emmett are gone. Fine. But if one more person does enter the transfer portal, then I'll get worried. But yeah. You just don't want to see it yeah. happen, man. But let's shift to football. Spe- especially because they all say how much love they have for Huggins. So it's like, finish out your career for Huggins then. Why you got to transfer? Like I said, I get it in McCabe's situation. I Out of anyone, I get it the most for him. Let the man go start one year somewhere. He gave us three years of, you know, solid work. Good locker room guy. But, yes, let's move on to football, and my take is very different on the football side because I think there's a fucking problem that needs dealt with throughout the whole country with football in the the transfer portal. You don't want to fall into this situation. I think football has become more fucking boring than it ever was in this this playoff era. Could not agree more. It's always the same eight teams or seven or six, whatever it is. It's fucked up. Now you have this transfer portal thing, and – it's almost becoming that schools like WVU, and, and you can name however many schools that are at the same caliber as WVU. They're, they're good. They're right there. They sometimes look like they could break the, the cusp and get yeah. into the playoff, but then they don't. Think of all the teams that are on that level. Now you have a situation where potentially those teams, they just turn into feeder schools, yeah. the minor leagues. To, to where Damn, you, you take these three, two, three-star guys, they develop, they get lucky and, get, and develop into an All-American player, and then they transfer they to transfer. a Blue Blood school. My dad my dad says it perfectly, too. He He's like, listen, if I was a coach, well, obviously not, but he's like, the coaches should just tell these smaller schools, listen, it doesn't matter how good we are, we're not getting in the playoff. Yeah. Because it's true, like... You're every year even, it's the even same when teams. you have a good year that no, to I where mean, you should make I, the playoffs, that's what I mean. you'll get snubbed. If We've you seen have it an, already. Yeah. If you have an undefeated season and you're like, I don't know, give me an example. I, let's say WVU uh, had an undefeated season, but there's like all these other ones, like the normal ones, Alabama, Ohio State are all up there. If, Odds are we're not gonna get there's picked a, to go. And in. that's sad because if there's a big twelve team, any big twelve team that goes undefeated they should be a lock for the playoff. But if WVU went undefeated in football, I would actually genuinely be scared that they might get snubbed for that, the playoff. That's what I mean, because they, they, they have their teams that they already, in their mind, want to be at the end. It's, a, it's all very, very money-focused for yeah. the college football playoff. I mean, playoff. Alabama. What four teams can you put in there that yeah. have four biggest fan bases, sell all this merch, all this and that? Alabama, High State, Oklahoma, Notre, Notre Dame, Dame, Notre Dame, Clemson. Clemson. But also, too, one thing, I mean, and it may sound dumb, but I, I personally don't think it is. 
I think the preseason rankings fuck everything up. Yeah. yeah. Because w- when you go in to a season and you have these teams already ranked so high, for some reason, it's much easier for them to move up in the rankings once they l- lose and start winning again. But if you have these smaller schools that start off so, uh, 20 to 25 and unranked and they lose a game, it's going to take them weeks to yeah. even crack the top well, yeah. 25. Well, e- yeah, even especially this year with fucking COVID, you had teams that haven't even played yet and they were ranked. You know what I'm saying? Here's, here's, they were ranked and they didn't even play a game. Here's, here's <laughs> the stupid fucking thing. For college football, I think that needs changed because the rankings, they don't mean shit all year until whatever week that is where they decide to to do the college playoff rankings for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So how about you don't do any rankings the whole year until that week? Then base your rankings off how teams were playing up until then. I mean, because I, what's I the agree. fucking point? I because how agree. many times have we seen it where you got these a- the AP poll or the coaches poll or whatever rankings going for more than half the season then the playoff ones come out and they don't match well a team a team this one team or like ohio state or whoever will jump a couple teams and you're like why well that's that's like you you have these teams i'm trying to think of one of these fucking teams that's all like i'll just use central michigan for example or uh central florida for example when they were really really good the ap yeah kind of like how you just said that's what i was trying but the ap will have them ranked at like eight or nine throughout the whole season, you know, they're rolling. And then those other rankings come out and they're not even in the top 10 and they have all these other power five schools in there. So it's either one of two things. Do what you just said. Don't do any rankings until the ones that count or do those specific rankings all season. Why do we wait for week seven or eight? Well, you don't have to have a big show on it. We don't have to watch it every year. But how how do we – it is true. I didn't even think about it. How do we go from, from one ranking section and the AP and coaches poll that everyone talks about, and then all of a sudden, halfway through the season, those rankings don't even yeah, matter yeah. anymore? No. And another uh, Halfway comes through the season, a committee gets together, and they're like, this is what it should actually be. It's like the Grammys. It's fucking I done. never even thought about that no, it's until fucking, just now. I'm telling you – the BCS era was so much better, yeah, like infinitely better. I I just think the college football playoff system is very very flawed, and now this whole transfer portal thing I think makes it fucking worse. Yeah, get, get back to it. It's, well, it turns schools. like the, in the case of Tyke Smith, who arguably was our best player on the team, easily I'd say probably probably our best fucking player on the team. He's an All American. Why are you transferring? I don't Why? I, and you you were going to make the NFL out of WVU. We've put players in the, in the NFL. You can't say that you won't make the NFL by playing at WVU. They if were you're just, fucking yeah. good enough. Oh, yeah. We've I put mean, look players at, in look, the NFL the past few years. Holgerson I mean. put so yeah. many players in the NFL. Look at Carl Joseph, who played the same position. That dude was an animal. Still, He is. was a first-round draft pick. I had his jersey. One, one, literally the f- Bruce Irvin. The first Bruce WVU Irvin. jersey I bought like for myself was a Carl Joseph Dude jersey. was one of the most fun players to oh, fucking yeah. watch Dude, on he the would defensive side of the ball. Hit stick Dude, people. he would just like watching NFL Street when he would hit people. But it, it makes no sense to me unless th- there's some kind of personal issue, unless he didn't get along with the coaching staff. We'll never know. But it's like, here's what pisses me off. I saw tweets, and uh, the other player that left, 
Miller. Dre Sean Miller. He went to Auburn. He tweeted at Tyke Smith and was like, hell yeah, go secure that bag, bro. What? What? Like, are you, so you're saying, yeah, you're, probably, you're leaving bet, to I get paid. That, I wonder if that's deleted. <laughs> Dude, but also. Because that's bullshit. You don't. So you're going to leave and go to a blue blood school that might pay you under the table because we know that shit fucking happens. Oh, God, 100%. And then also think at the same time, man, I have a way better chance of making the NFL. There's no fucking loyalty anymore, dude. Well, I I can't stand that, more so on the football side because it's just a fucking bruiser sport, dude. Like, And I was talking last night about it. I guess one of the teams that they said he looked at was Iowa State. What? Go to Iowa State, dude. And then I was thinking, like... You go to Iowa State, come back and play in Morgantown, or if we play there this year, I can't remember. I would want someone on our team to just fucking knock him out. Yeah. (laughs) But that's not the way they look at it anymore. Yeah. All his teammates from WVU side are like, congratulating him. See, I'm not I'm like, why? I I feel the very same way about that for football and basketball. I know. All of our players were congratulating Shibwe. Like, yeah. Like, I get you have to do what you have to do, but like, in my heart, if like one of my tight players was like, "I'm leaving," I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed. It's I would be like, "All oh, good if job." If I was on like, the football team, yeah, and I and and I knew that he went to a rival school or in conference yeah. school, I'd be like, "I'm gonna not, I'm gonna fuck him up when we play." I'm I'd be like, "I'm not saying like I'd go out of my way to target him." Yeah, in, no, in I know a cheap shot, but like if I got my opportunity, I'm gonna. Fu- I guess I'm looking at it more. The sport I've played my whole life is hockey, so I'm looking at it like if one of my teammates he's taking his gloves off right now. To, by the no, way. I'm not he's saying I'd fight up. him, but like I'd line him up. No, yeah, I get, th- I, I get that too. Like it's I'm not like, like I, 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 I'd shut him out of my life, but it'd be like, dude, really, you're I, gonna leave us? Right I don't now? see a lot of loyalty anymore to programs besides like the Stills brothers, yeah. who's from the state, grew up, you know, they bleed. Blued as much as we do. Yeah, I would never betray my my team like that. I just don't get it. I don't get the fucking mindset. It's and, weird to me, and I don't think that anyone on our team right now is thinking, "Oh man, I hope he goes to Iowa State and, and I'm gonna line his ass up." You know, no one's thinking that. No, guarantee it. Like I said, people are just congratulating him. It's just a weird mentality now to where all these athletes. It's like almost falls back on the social media thing. It's like they all want to just become their own little brand. Oh, they yeah, want to yeah. brand themselves out. What can I do for me? I mean that. Yeah, that well, is what's, what it is. What's I and I know other schools did this. And one thing I did find it kind of weird, but kind of cool to go like continue with life. But WVU hired that one dude to come in, and, or Neil Brown hired that one dude to come in and talk to the football players about how to build their own personal brands. Which that's good in terms of like after football. Yeah. If you're not going to the NFL, how can you succeed in you know real estate, cars, wh- whatever, yeah, whatever no, it no. may be. So, but but I, it's like the fact that they're doing that. Maybe like as seniors, that would be a cool class to have. But if everybody's doing it and everybody's you're programming in people's heads to do what they feel will just boast them more. Yeah. Then it's kind of like. Well, yeah, it kind of doesn't shock me. Here's I was talk, sucks. I was also talking about this exact thing last night, and I like Neil Brown. I want to I want to start off by saying I like Neil Brown, but it's very evident that if anyone can remember when his whole hiring process went down, and he was brought in. You started seeing WVU football stuff way more on social media. It was like 
it was like in his job interview, that's what he pitched to to our like building the brand. Yeah. Like I want to turn WVU he was probably like, I want to turn WVU football into a brand. Like have the cameras on us at all time. Give all these fans like such this inside glimpse, you know. Like you yeah, said, let's bring in a guy to to coach our players on how they can turn themselves into a brand. There's even more billboards, I feel. There is. Have you noticed that yeah. throughout the state? And now you kinda gotta wonder, is that really the right mentality for football and sports? Like I kind of like Holgerson was just like, listen, you come here, you play ball. If you're the better player, you're going to play. If you don't want to play, get the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, like no nonsense, re- no out- really good points. No outside drama. Yeah. Like you come here, play ball. We're going to play ball, we're going to win games. If you don't want to if you can't buy in, if you don't want to play, get the fuck out. Yeah. I it is true. I mean, I I do I, yeah. Both sides I, it, of it, it, it is, is weird. tough. But it's I don't I don't want to say it's sad, but it is the way of I'd say the past 5 years for people like building your brand yes. is is a huge thing. Like people yeah. make money off their brand. Like that's a lot of people's livelihood is their brand that they build. But I also I do think when we're talking about like a team sport like that I don't know if those should like intertwine as much as they yeah, do. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they should. Yeah, because it, it it does kind of take away from like the team the, aspect, the, t- the pride of West Virginia Mountaineers, right? Because you have those handful or ten of people who are just trying to, like you said, build their brand, post all this shit, just leave and when when leave they the get team, a better exactly. opportunity. Better like, opportunity comes, I'm yeah. just gonna leave. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's a tough one. Yeah. It's 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 just very. Odd. And it sucks because, like, from a fan perspective, I'll always root for WVU and I'll always love WVU. But also these kids don't realize for, you know, West Virginia people that love WVU, they don't get that. That's real. like, as sad as it sounds, that's all we have. Yeah, you right. know, we, we don't have the pro team, the hockey, basketball, whatever it may be. So unless you're a Marshall fan or you grew up in families that liked other schools – everybody in the state comes together for this one thing. Yeah. So it is demoralizing when you, and I've known this, but it it just sucks because we get so close and it does feel like it's kind of like a middleman feeder school, especially now with the transfer portal, you know, it's, it's interesting because I've never really thought about it in that perspective. It's like kind of, which I hope they can turn this around, but as of right now for, our school and the schools of our caliber were like the G League yeah. for the NBA. Yeah. And it seems like it is it does seem like as soon as we feel like, okay, we're there, we're we are here, people start to leave. Right. Which I and it seems like we've had that deflating feeling yeah. quite a, a number of times. And it's sad because you can also think of it like I bet you like people don't understand it if they're not from here too. Like, the players are just like, oh, I'm going to this school. And then they're like, oh, I have a better opportunity over here, so I'm leaving. I feel like we feel it way more deeply because, you know, which a lot of people, West Virginia fans do because they're all, we're all from here. So you can think of it that way. Like, I just, I think it might, those kids that aren't from the state that got recruited, they don't feel it as deeply as we do. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's... You're absolutely right on that. That's why, I mean, like, the guys that we get from in-state that just, like, bleed for the fucking state and the team, 
you got to love those guys so much. Yeah, absolutely. Stills Brothers. I think Bridges is going to be a guy like that on the basketball team. I don't think he's going anywhere. No. I hope not. I got paranoid just because I saw the little thinking emoji. But did, but did you see? Did you see his replies though? Oh under no, that? I did not. His first reply under that was, "I ain't going nowhere." Oh, okay. So <laughs> I feel better now. Yeah. Which I agree gonna, was was reassuring because I was nervous too. I was yeah. like, you got to be because I think him him and the Deuce duo could be a fucking force could to be, be reckoned with. And Cottrell, I think those three could do some big things together. Cottrell's from West Virginia, too, is he not? Or he played at Huntington Prep, Yeah, he played he? at Huntington Prep. So, I mean, he, he knows West Virginia yeah. in that sense. So, I don't know. But it's it's a weird time in sports, I think, that transfer portal thing. It's weird because I can't even remember when the rules got so lax on it. There used to be waiting periods and stuff like that. And if you transferred out, you know, if you weren't a fifth-year senior – you normally couldn't transfer out and get immediate eligibility. It's relatively like, recent. It's got to be newer. That's what I'm saying. I can't even remember when it started, but it's getting worse and worse. And, like, yeah, I mean, it's now anytime you hit the off season after football or basketball for college, it's almost like free agency. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like that. No, I don't like that at all. Not at all. I, I I don't know. All all of these articles have it as a 2020 article, so I mean it had to be a relatively recent new rule in NCAA. Yeah, it was. It is pretty recent. But I I I want to stick on football for a second because I do want to go on a little rant. Go on a freaking rant. Are all you guys familiar with what's going on with Deshaun Watson right now and like his personal life? How he's getting Once all again, these domestic abuse allegations, right? Yeah, but here, you know, here's a conspiracy theorist. I, I'm just going to put it out there. If he did it, he's a terrible person, obviously. But it's just very odd how now all of this stuff is coming out when he's trying to leave Houston. The timing, yeah. right? Not, it, it, none yeah. of none of this stuff was ever talked about while he was the Houston. How long was he Houston quarterback? Uh, three or four years. I yeah, believe. and not one time anything has ever been said. And like now that. all of a sudden that he's making it known that he doesn't want to play for Houston and he wants traded. Now all of a sudden from I, I, the woodworks, I guess, there's like 14 people that have come together under one lawyer. And, and like I said, if he did it, he's a terrible person. I'm not defending his actions. But the timing is yeah. just very, very weird that all of a sudden now all of these background issues are coming out, making it kind of seem like they're, it's happening to make other teams second guess wanting to trade for Yeah, him. Just yeah, weird. It is weird. I agree. And, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, like, I, like, I, like you said, Jake, I'm not defending anyone who actually did anything no. like this. But you do see it's kind of like that with a, a few things, with, like, all the celebrities that, got all these allegations it's like they came out with like a big movie or they're doing something big and then all of a sudden all this shit comes out you know it's it's weird it is weird yeah it's i don't want to yeah it's weird you and i talked about it too it's just it's sad that if one thing or sorry if one person says one thing about you it's like permanent like you, you are you are guilty. Oh yeah, exactly. Until innocent. Yeah, that, no one does their due diligence anymore. Nope. When claims come out, a lot of people just jump right believe. on the train. Exactly. And I'm not saying that half of these things aren't true. Yeah. But at the same time, like it's very very irresponsible 
to just to just do that. You and, know what and, I mean? And assume that somebody's a bad person. I don't know. But I uh I just I wanted to bring that up just because it's something that I've been seeing all week because I've been paying attention to Day Deshaun Watson heavily because there's a good chance that Denver will trade Man, for him. Man, he'd look good in that orange, wouldn't he? He would. And I got kind of worried today though because the 49ers just traded up to the third pick, which means that they're either wanting to draft one of these young quarterbacks or they got that pick to be able to trade that to Houston for Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. And uh, the draft will be be here before we know it. Hell, it's literally next April month. next yeah. week. How be, crazy is that? I'll be 26 in a few weeks, boys. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I, I, I'm ready for, like, full-on spring. I love spring. I've been enjoying these nice weather Oh, yes. Days. Oh, they're great. Yeah, every day this week after work, I sat outside with Hazel for about an hour. Just nice, nice warm, sunny weather. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's a nice change of pace. I mean, we had a shitty winter. We had a being locked in our house for about a year. It's nice to just be outside. And it's the year of the crazy cicadas. That's, is what, it? that's what people keep saying, but I don't think it is for Wheeling. Because, I, I don't know, truthfully. Because, I just read it. <laughs> um, well, that was just that was literally just two or three years ago where it was crazy here. Yeah, yeah, that's what I. So thought. I think that it's supposed to hit. I, I don't know, but I can't. There, I, when I looked it up, there was a ton of articles saying it is the big cicada year, but then people were saying it's more for like into Ohio and stuff, and that. Um, oh, they're calling it Brood X Cicadas. Billions of Brood X Cicadas will hit the U.S. soon. Be sure not to kill them. Why can't we Why kill them? Can you find out that information yeah. there, Jake? Yeah. Why don't they want us to kill them? I don't know. But Maybe it's like a bee thing. Maybe they do something specific for the land. How many fucking different kinds of cicadas are there, dude? I don't know. Well, you, while you're looking for that, I was having this discussion... Last weekend. Don't you think it'd be kind of cool to have your own little bee farm? Oh, for sure. Have a nice, like, out in your yard, like, far away in your yard. Like, a nice <laughs> few beehives. I just like honey. You got I, some natural honey right there. Like, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and it it is it is, it is kind of weird that people just, like, their pets are bees. Yeah. You know? And uh, one of my uh, professors in college... He was getting into the bee farm industry, not industry, but, and he said the hardest part was getting them through the winter, which I didn't realize, like, they warm themselves so much that they can survive through a harsh winter. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That is crazy. Like, just, I don't know how they do it. I mean, They bees, just squat up. I mean, they make honey. I'm sure they can do freaking anything. Yeah. But And then wild. in Australia, shout out Australia. Did you not find the cicada? Why, did, why we I, shouldn't kill too much, Yeah, too much reading. I got you. I can't read either. I have it just I have basically said at the end of the article, it said don't kill them because they're a great natural wonder. Yeah, there we oh, go. Okay. <laughs> but, like, honestly, those things dive bomb at me like they're getting swatted. But did, did you guys see this? There was millions of Jesus. mice but, running around in eastern Australia, and I guess they were just ravaging through homes and restaurants. The world is literally coming to an end. I mean, I'm... I am petrified of mice, and mice are so small. And if there were just this many mice just coming at me, okay. I would 
that that's one of the only animals where I would just be screaming and running around. This like a little literally girl. sounds like a frick. This, this take the events from this past year as a whole, and think of it as a Bible story. Yeah, What's it sounds What's like the, the world is literally ending. Revelation. Revelation. Yeah. Oh, a mass pandemic struck the earth, and then uh, beings from the skies came down, Amen. and then mice ran across the nations. Plague the nations. Honestly, though, like, like what the? That's I'm, like the fact that it was mice and not like billions of like mosquitoes or something. Oh yeah, that yeah. would fucking the mosquitoes. Suck, see now a mosquito oh, plague that could be very scary and no, very I, deadly to the human race. That'd probably wipe us out. We might all die if that happened. Why? Well, I, I think mice are cute, but mice in that big of a number. I, it'd be a little sickening and terrifying. Well, oh yeah! Imagine, imagine waking up. You know, had a long week of work. Friday, you had a couple brews. You wake up on Saturday. You rock a piss. You open the door to go outside, and there are just millions of mice yeah. everywhere. Yeah, that'd be terrifying. Weird. You'd feel like you're in the twilight zone. Yeah. Oh fuck! Did you guys see that? Uh, so there's this canal called the Suez Canal. Oh yeah, I Did you saw, see this I, in I Egypt? Heard about it, it's a big uh, import and export canal. Like everywhere across the world, like people have to travel through this canal to, to you know take whatever goods. There's a big backup in there right now. Like a a big barge sh- ship uh, got ran aground, and it's blo- the whole thing is blocked. Yeah. So like. They're saying all these countries, like including us, I think, are not going to get a lot of the supplies that we need for the next like three weeks. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. Another toilet paper craze is about to happen because that was one of the things they mentioned in the article I read was toilet paper. Dude, but how do you get it that stuck? Dude pulled Austin Powers. That perfect. He's literally just so vertical in the canal or or horizontal in the canal that. He, he can't back up he literally and can't blo- go forward. No. He blocked yeah. the whole entire thing. Uh, which I don't know how you get turned like that in the first place. That's what place. I'm saying. I don't, I don't know. Dude's probably on drugs. <laughs> That's my only. He either fell Megalodon. asleep or he's on drugs. Or, yeah, or, or he got hit by a Megalodon. Or, or maybe Egypt's like, fuck you guys. We're ri- rising up to the world powers. And they're just blocking everybody's trade. Dude, and they're about c- to take you're over. right. Uh, nothing surprises me. That could be a huge play by Egypt. Am I am I the only one like when shit like this happens and they're like, oh man, it's gonna drastically affect the the things the U.S. can get for like three weeks? Am I the only one that just sits there and I'm like, I don't give a shit. No, yeah, it's realistically it's not gonna affect no, us like, very much. I don't give a flying fuck. But just the story, it's like, yeah, I think the story's funny. Yeah, but it, it it is true. Like for anything, not just this, you do you do hear things, and I'm just like. Okay, it doesn't change yeah. my everyday like, to day. I don't give a fuck. They like back when Corona started, and they're like, "You can't find toilet paper anywhere." I was like, "I don't give a fuck." Yeah, no, I don't no. give a fuck. I'll figure it out. I'll right? wipe my ass yeah. with fucking paper towels. Wonder if bidet tissues. sales went up. You think bidet sales went yeah, up? I'll buy a bidet. I'll just go outside to the garden and spray my ass with a hose. I was yeah. I was talking, yeah. I was I talking mean, to a friend. You don't the- even have to wipe your ass. <laughs> this is gonna sound gross. I don't personally do this. But they talk about the bidet. You don't even need a bidet. If you take a shit and then just get in the shower and yeah. wash your ass out, I'm sure you'd be fine. Yeah. It's probably cleaner than some toilet paper yeah. wipes that people do. Yeah. I was talking to a friend of the pod a couple weeks ago. He has a bidet. And he was telling us how nice that thing is. 
He yeah. said like the first few times you're like, what the fuck? And then yeah. then he's like, you'll never, ever want to go back ever. I don't know. I, I, I would I would I like know. to try it. I, I would I would try it. But so what what do what do these Egyptians have to do? Like, do you have to just blow this thing up? Honestly, no. it looks like tugboats right there. Are gonna? They'll probably have to get a ton of different tugboats on both ends and yeah. like push and like push, yeah, push both synchronize. ends to like straighten it out. Yeah. I guess. But they said it could take like a couple couple of weeks to get look. To get look it out. look at so that ship. Those are shipping containers on it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like a, a like big, a semi. That's, that's a big. Yeah. That's yeah. Those are like semi semi trailers. That's a that's big a, fucking ship. That's but a big ass boat. It goes back to the point. How did they? How did he get it like that to begin with? The, there's got to be footage of it. You got to think, right? Yeah. yeah. Like if that what? if that's the most traveled canal for like trading goods and stuff around the world, there has to be cameras on it somewhere. It was probably this guy's first day. He was all excited. He just got hired. He's been going through the pandemic. Hasn't had a job. He's like. Mom, I'm about to drive barges. And then he comes home from the day and he's like, Mom, we're not going to have toilet paper for four weeks because of me. It's probably like, big day today. I'm finally getting to go through the Suez Canal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then he just fucks it up. He just fucks it up. He panicked so hard, he got completely horizontal. Damn. I, I, we have to see if we can find video footage of I this. Know. We'll have to check. It's got to be out there. Dude, I, I, uh, I respect big boat drivers and semi-truck drivers because I will confidently say I do not have the mental power to put up with the stress of driving something that big. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're right. Uh, I don't... Yeah, that'd be tough. Uh, honestly, if you were good at driving a boat, it might be kind of nice being just like a, a boat driver. Well, around, boats around, one Around thing. the world. I'm like, talking about a semi-truck no, on water. No, I'm Even saying. Bigger, I mean, like, though. if you were like a goods transporter, like, it might be kind of cool if you like, you know, you know what I mean. You're just traveling across the world, yeah. be kind of cool. That'd be. I don't know. I think a semi truck would be harder to drive than a boat. Yeah, because like you're just open ocean for the majority of the time. Yeah, semis. You got to deal with a lot of shit. Not to mention, like, all I think all semis are are standards. Really, and, I didn't and they're know. like have like twelve gears or something so, like so that, like crazy this. shit. So picture this: I saw the other day, and there, there was just two lane highway. I can't remember. I was on wherever seventy or something, and the right lane was a semi, and then in the left lane was a semi, one of the oversized load semis, uh-huh. hauling a pool on the back. Okay, and this guy, the pool was trying to pass the semi. And it was literally like the, the pool guy had no reason to try to pass this semi. <laughs> right. It was. I swear to God, dude, I was behind it all. It was like this. It was. It was. They were like this close, this close of touching each other. It's like that's stressful. I, I have driving a, a big ass semi like I that. I have a fucking personal vendetta against all semi truck drivers. They fucking. I always said if I ever became president, my first fucking presidential order would be it's against the law for semi-truck drivers to leave the right lane stay in your fucking lane yeah and don't try to pass another semi when you're just going to get in front of that semi and create the same thing you yeah. just had except now you're in front yeah there doesn't should, fucking matter. there should no. just be a semi lane or, sem- or two lanes realistically like if if they would have thought that out back when highways were first made 
it it would have made things so much easier and smoother. But like, honestly, there's there's not a lot of things that fire me up more than when I'm driving on the highway, and then. I am blocked by two semis oh, yeah. driving side by side. It's like I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like they're playing a game of whose dick is bigger, like who can pass who. Have you ever been in that situation? And you know they're motherfucking yeah, each other. It's too. Like, talking so much yeah. shit. I always think that they're either motherfucking each other or they're on the C B radio saying like we're fucking blocking all these people. They're probably so pissed. Or or it's like they know each other and one came running off on the other was like, Hey bitch, look over here and it's like (laughs) Right. It's just like I get fired like that like when I used to work in uh, another state where I had to drive the highway every day, oh my god, the amount of rage inside me every day I'd be like, Fucking like come on. Like sometimes I'd sit there. If I'd get in a situation like that where two semis are just driving side by side and just no one had any plans of passing or, or getting back over, oh, I'd get behind the one on the left and I'd just lay on my horn and not let go of the horn. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it'd just be like, and I'd just keep it there for a solid like three minutes until yeah. someone made a move. Yeah. So this was the first the other day that I saw in a semi. Right on 70 here. Uh, 70 coming down like to Elm Grove. 470. 470, yeah, my bad. You could have said any road and I would have said, yep. Turning into 70. <laughs> where 470 right. goes into 70. Right. Okay. Guys, window, passenger seat windows fully down. And he has like this, I want it, just some kind of hound dog oh, riding right. shotgun. And I pictured, okay, I made up his whole life story in my mind. <laughs> like, that's his family. Like, he doesn't have anyone else. He just travels the country with his dog. And just think about that. Realistically, that dog probably lives a great life. He oh, sees yeah. so much. Yeah. He's not just, like, locked in a house or whatever. He's he's traveling the world. He gets to see a lot. That, that, that is cool. I agree. Yeah, that's just kind of how I pictured it. It is wild, like, when you think about it, how much a lot of them have to travel. Mm-hmm. Like, we had at work this past week... <laughs> We had this guy show up in a semi to deliver uh, products for us or whatever. He's from Kenya. Cool. So Damn. I got a funny story. He gets out, and we have to unload this whole semi. Like, it's a lot of fucking shit. But it's crazy. Like, he was he was he came from Pittsburgh to Wheeling. I had to go back to Pittsburgh and then to Birmingham, Alabama. I'm like, dude, that in one, like, that's all his daily thing. I'm like, that's a hell of a fucking trip. Jesus. Yeah. But it was so funny. Like, so this guy's from Kenya. And I don't know how, like, new he was to the States, but clearly not, like, really domesticated that well, if that yeah. makes sense. And we're halfway through unloading this truck, and he's like, I got to take a piss, or however he said it. I can't remember. He goes to the left of his truck, and where our yard is lines the main road, Route 40. And, like, most people will go take a piss, like, behind a tree or something. He just goes and stands against the fence facing the main road <laughs> and just starts pissing. While cars are driving by, I'm like, so everyone's just getting a free shot of this man's dick. <laughs> we all were fucking giggling, like laughing so hard, like he ha- he didn't know any better. Well, dude, That's I just would, what he did. Imagine it. I would have felt. Imagine if a cop drove by, I, I would have felt terrible. Like, yeah. like he would have got like in, indecent exposure or something, oh, or for public sure. urination. Damn, but he didn't know any better. Like he, his mind said, "I have to piss. I'm just gonna piss right here." Yeah, yeah. I mean, truthfully, it probably, yeah. 
Probably happens everywhere. I thought it was fucking hilarious. I would have been, we were, we were I'd laughing. Been laughing my yeah. ass. Oh, we were fucking giggling pretty but hard. Let's keep it on the road, too. So I also think it should be illegal that if you're driving in the left lane and somebody comes up behind you and you don't get over and I have to get over in the right lane to pass you, that I should be able to shoot your tires out. <laughs> and, I mean, that happens so much where you're just somebody's just coasting in the left lane and they're riding your kind of um, – What's the spot called that you can't see? I know it's so easy. Blind spot. Yeah, that's it. Your blind spot, but you're riding up on somebody, and you're like, okay, like I either have to cut in front of you or slow down, and then when you do either or, they just don't get out of the left lane. And now I'm like, okay, motherfucker. I'm just going to ride your ass until you get over, and then I'm going to pass you, pull over right in front of you, and just ride slow. And we're going to play this game until you get off the next exit. (laughs) I hate it. It's pretty fucking frustrating, yeah, when you come up on someone that's in the the passing lane or or the fast lane. I like to call it the fast lane. I like the fast lane. And, and yeah, they don't get over. It's either one, they're oblivious, or two, they saw you come up and they're like pissed now. They're like, oh, he's right behind me. Fuck this guy. I'm not getting over. And I hate that mentality. But at the same time, I have that mentality sometimes. Oh, me too. But here's why. Because I'll be the first to admit it. I speed badly. And I don't fucking care. Need for speed. I speed. So normally I'm in the fast lane going about 85. 85, 90. So when I'm already speeding and I'm already breaking the law, like I'm going 15 miles per hour, 20 miles per hour over the speed limit, limit, then someone comes flying up on my ass, I get pissed because I'm like, <laughs> motherfucker, I'm already speeding. Yeah. You don't need to go faster than me. Quit taking my shine, And bro. then I won't get over because I'm like, no. I'm like, no, I'm already speeding. I am not getting over. <laughs> Fuck this guy. I literally, I dodged a bullet the other day. I have no idea how. Okay, so I was driving down to Moundsville. I think where I was driving, it's like 45 speed limit. Yeah. I was going like 60. It's early, 7 a.m. in the morning, okay? And there's this, like, Chevy Silverado behind me. We're kind of doing this. You never get one of the synchronizations. You're doing the same thing. I hate like, it. You're passing the p- same people at the same time. Right. He's, like, right behind me. Yeah. So we're, we're going faster, 60, 15 miles over. We both fly past this freaking cop, okay? I'm in the front, so I'm like, I'm fucked. The cop pulls out and pulls the truck over and <laughs> oh not me. Oh, my God. I was like, God, thank you so Dude, much. you are so lucky. I know, because I, wor- I was in my work vehicle. I was like, God, you saved my ass today. Because I used to ride around with a guy I used to work with, and his mentality was always like, you can always go as fast as the fastest guy is going because – They'll pass the cop first, and they'll be the one that gets yeah, pulled over. Yeah. Well, you just broke I, that theory. I did. Dude, I, it was like, because the cop pulled out, and I was like, today is going to suck. It was seven. I was like, this is how my day is about to start. Yeah. Pulls out. Immediately, it turns his flash, his lights on. I'm like, he's come, here he comes. He's coming to get me. He just gets right behind this truck and... Pulls him over. I, I bet, bet that guy was. <laughs> I bet he was. I guarantee he was yes. bitching a fit. He was probably, probably like, like this guy, guy in front of me was going just as fast. So. Oh, man. Yeah. That's funny. Well, here here's another car story. So everybody that drives a lot when you're by yourself, you kind of get in those zones and games where, like, you just watch cars pass you and you look 
and see, like, you're always paying attention. So it's early morning, 8 o'clock. I'm driving on, like, a uh, like a 40 or 2, that kind of road, which is like a, a back road, I guess you could say. And I'm cruising. All of a sudden, this white Jeep comes around the corner driving fine. I'm like, okay, you know, we're, we're just cruising. I'm listening to my music. And <laughs> all of a sudden, the white Jeep li- – so – Real quick, we're driving to where there's like an embankment. So the the side that they're on has like the embankment and the hill and then the trees and such. All of a sudden, I just look down, messing with the music, look up, and leaves and shit are just flying everywhere. This Jeep literally, I don't know what they were doing, ended up in the embankment, was caught just driving sideways like this, and had to swing in the middle of the road and just didn't stop and just kept on driving. And I'm in my head, I'm thinking, like, you were just driving fine. I just looked away for one second, and all of a sudden, you're literally in the embankment, just driving, hitting trees, rocks, things are flying. I know I slowed down, and I know the person behind me had to be like, what the fuck was this person doing? I I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I know it's, like, not as funny as the story, but when I saw it, especially early driving, I'm just thinking in my head, one, it was either a nurse getting off the shift, getting ready to go home and doze off. Asleep. Or two, it's somebody still just mangled trying to get home real fast and just wasn't even paying attention. Yeah, but luckily yeah. nobody was hurt. So. You see some wild stuff driving, man, and, like, it's I – don't, I don't know if it's just this area or what, but, man, there are some fucking – bad drivers around just around town yeah for sure every day after work almost every day i encounter some kind of idiot mistake that someone made and not every day i'm like this is pathetic it's every fucking day like today i fucking leave work so i work in valley grove so i gotta come back through tridelphia then i'm into elm grove and i get up to that light by mcdonald's and i'm gonna turn right to get on national road stay on national road and, you know, head towards Wheeling Park and stay yeah. on until eventually mm-hmm. I reach Woodsdale. So I'm coming through and I'm approaching fucking DeCarlo's or Patsy's, I should say. And this truck, he's he wants to turn left. And, you know, there's a turning lane. He, instead of getting all the way in the turning lane, he just cocks his car at an angle. And he's half the front of the car is in the turning lane. And the other half still in the in the regular lane and he's just blocking traffic he's got his blinker on i'm like motherfucker pull fully into the turning lane like what are you doing you're just blocking traffic and now everyone has to go like this around him and i'm like it's just every day you see stupid little mistakes where i'm like what is going through their head do they not know how to drive do they not take the test do do you not know that a turning lane exists i just don't understand it it's very fucking weird to me the the stupid little mistakes that people make while they're driving. No, I I definitely I definitely agree with you. Have you ever? It irks me. Have you ever like got into the turning lane the same time with someone coming head coming on? the other way yeah. all the time? Yeah, that happens. That happens all the in time. that exact area. Yeah, I'm it's talking like about. it's like Christ Almighty. You're like, oh no. It's like what? Like think about how perfect timing has to be like at all times for like. That is like perfect. We pull in the turning lane at the exact same time and just run into each other. It's just wild. The universe is nuts. A lot, a lot of bad drivers here in in Wheeling. Facts. Do you guys have anything else you want to end it on? Got any topics, anything, Just something small. I mean, so I was listening to 
Rogan with Marcus Luttrell. Oh, yeah, this is wild. For those of you that don't know Marcus Luttrell, he is the main character, Mark Wahlberg in Lone Survivor. So, and he was talking about the movie. It's a really good episode, dude. It's crazy. No, oh, yeah, it's really good. Uh, I thought you were talking about our episode. I was like, yeah, dude, I know. Our episode <laughs> is fire. Yeah, no. no, I was I, saying, telling Zolly. Yeah. No, I got I, you. If you didn't listen to yeah. that, it's, no, it's pretty sick. So, okay. You know the scene in Lone Survivor where they jump off the cliff? Yes. That is all 100% real with stunt doubles. No CGI involved. Oh, yeah, no. They um, the stunt doubles literally jumped off that cliff. Yes, and that's all real. Them yeah. getting fucked up, that, and that blew my mind. That they that whole movie is wild. I watched like a mini doc on the uh, production and making of the movie. They brought in actual like seals and or, or whatever like armed forces people, and like they were there for every shot to make sure that each scene looked as real as real combat could yeah like they were very very specific with that whole movie like it needs to look as real as possible so they brought in all these people to make sure of that well and he he said that they all would live together and spend time together so he lived with peter berg for a little bit who directed the movie and i I think he wrote most of it too um so another story but he kind of just wrote the words down but and then he said how like Taylor Kish and Emil Hirsch and uh, Ben Foster. Like, so what? one of the cool stories, and I'll let you go, JT. You're going to tell my story, but go on. Oh, God. No. no, no, go ahead. No, you said. It's, pro- it's going to be funny if it's not the same story. <laughs> but Mark, the real Marcus Luttrell, yes. he helped pick the actors except the guy to play himself. So he didn't pick Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. He picked the others. And Ben Foster, I believe, is from Tech, lives lived in Texas. And was driving to the set and wherever it was. And New Mexico, Mark, I think. Mark Lestrell is from Texas, too. Mark Lestrell never met Ben Foster, ever, never spoke to him. And he's, like, talking to his director or whoever. He's like, let's let's ride to the set together. So Mark Lestrell and Ben Foster road-tripped to the set together, not knowing each other at all. So, like, that's already from the beginning Marcus Luttrell was, like, molding Ben Foster to, like, get into that Navy SEAL mindset. That's why it's, like, he talked about all this kind of stories. It's, like, how they live together and stuff. Yeah. So, like, I love I love that about, like, acting. Like, they true like, not everyone, but some of the guys truly get into their fucking role. Like, they're actually playing that character. It's crazy. So, I just thought that was a cool story, like, how they wrote, they road tripped Strangers. Never talked in their life to the set. And, and he then, said they still talk to this yep. day. Their kids are friends. And, dude, it it um, it um kind of shook me listening to the episode because you actually you see the movie Lone Survivor. You know it's a true story. You know it happened. Great movie. But then you hear the actual Lone Survivor talk. And to think that he was one out of 19 or 20 people to survive that. And he explains the aftermath like what actually went down and how he got discovered and like it's i don't know it's it is sometimes it takes listening to stories like that to appreciate you know the navy seals the mer and i know it sounds bad but we don't have to think about that here unless you're in it but when you hear what they actually go through you know it it makes you do appreciate the people that are overseas everywhere just 
putting their lives at risk so shout you out guys t- can buy Pokemon. Shout out Tiggy Nation. It, uh, it is wild, but man, am I a sucker for a, a good military story. Dude, you can't you can't What's your favorite? Beat it. Movie or story? What's your favorite military both. movie? Both. Or both. G- give us both of them. I know it's putting you on the spot, but there is a bunch. Uh, favorite military movie, I'm going to have to say Saving Private Ryan. Fuck! That's what I was going to say, too. I, I love that movie. So, I, it, anytime it's on, I watch it. So the movie I'm going to say is, I feel like the movie may be a little romanticized, like they they make it a love story. I love Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Pearl Harbor's good. It's so very As soon underrated. as you said romanticized, I was like, he's going to say Pearl Harbor. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I love the... The first scene after the night they went out to the bar and the, their two best friends got in a fist fight. They slept in their car. They wake up. They're like, what the fuck is that noise? And you have all these Japanese planes just flying over them. Like that that scene, I don't know why. I feel like crazy. I really, I could like, I felt in that scene. Right. You L- know? Luckily for me, my second choice is still on the board. Big fan of Black Hawk Down. Okay, that was that was my other one. Black, Black Hawk, Hawk Down. Down's fucking awesome, dude. Uh, uh, it's you 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 watch movies like that, knowing that they're movies, and yes, you know everything. You know you have that cinematic effect to it, but to, uh, like to go back to the Lone Survivor guy, he you know he was getting whiskeyed up. You could tell he was kind of getting sad talking about oh, yeah. things, but then he would laugh and he's like. We were battling over there, it, and it was, I think it was the Taylor, or Ben Foster and Taylor Kish character, or I can't remember which one it was, but he said, we were all just behind a rock, and we were all just shooting people, and I shot somebody and ducked down, and then some other guy ducked down, and he's like, oh, I just got shot again. And he said, the other guy ducked down, and he, said, and he just looked at him, he's like, we're all getting shot, like, what are you talking about? And he just looked at him, he said, Bro, you got dirt in your teeth. Like while <laughs> while they are fighting yeah. for their lives. Yeah, it's a different breed. They would duck down behind I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. It's, dude, it's wild because like you you it's so weird. You want this is so weird we're talking about this because so I had a this I'm gonna tie this in, okay? okay. So just, tie it in. On this past Sunday I had a hockey game. Yeah, remember remember we watched the basketball game here and I wasn't gonna play in the hockey game because it was late and everyone kind of convinced me and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to play. So I didn't get home till like 2 a.m. Got to be at work at 7.30. I am exhausted when I get to work and I'm sitting there in my office and I'm starting to like nod off and I'm like, I got to do something. Like, what do I do to give myself some kind of like energy boost or something? The thought that came to my mind was, Look up combat footage on YouTube and give yourself an adrenaline rush. Well, yeah. So I went on YouTube and I started looking up combat footage from like, you know, Afghanistan and Iraq. There's tons of it out there and it's it's wild. Yeah. But the thing I learned from watching that is like they're in these life threatening situations. But yeah, they're still. It's like you're almost just fucking around. No, I don't want to say fucking no, around. I know but what like, you mean, though. Yeah, like an instance like that where you're like, bro, you got dirt in your teeth. Like, there's still this, like, sense of... Um, Comic relief. Yeah. Yeah. When it, when at any moment, you could catch a bullet to the fucking head. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it's, it's wild. It's weird because, like, it's so weird. Like, and I'd, I'm not comparing this at all, but, like, take it 
take it when we first learned about coronavirus and we all thought we were going to die. Okay. Yeah. We still were joking about it. It's like it's weird. Like I feel like when your life is on the line and when you're when you're with your your brothers, you're still that way. Yeah. It, it's you know what I mean. It's the best defense mechanism yeah. in a good way because you know you know that you're either not going to come out or you're coming out and there's nothing you can do so about what it. are you going to waste your time yeah. being in a sad upset mood and when i heard that you know you can instantly just picture any ensemble of friends and yourself and you're just behind that rock and they're just going up spraying bullets getting shot ducking down and they are just clowning They're each like, other. Bro, while you got doing fucking it. dirt in your teeth. He, 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 it's <laughs> like I can't even imagine it. Yeah, yeah but that's it's crazy, just, man. It's just something else. Like, and I think that's something that um, to go back to war movies, they don't actually ever show that side. No, they try to keep it the tone well, like very, very serious. Well, that's when it. And, and don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. they, it is serious situations, but you know that type of banner yeah. and stuff happens. Well, you know what scene? I'm sorry, I don't mean to no, keep going. No, you're fine. Keep going. Another scene I love that kind of puts that into perspective, uh, like soldiers in that comic relief and like, or just like not giving a fuck. I love that scene on, uh, it's War Dogs, right? Yeah. yeah. Where they finally break through the triangle. Yeah. And they're driving. And then the soldiers just come driving the other He's way. They're like, just like, middle finger. <laughs> it's just so funny, dude, dude. But like you said about the, the did you just drive through the triangle of death? Fuck, fucking A right we did. Fucking A right we did. No, but you're right about, I, I think the older ones, they don't show any of that funny mm, stuff. Not really. But if you take, if you watch them again, Lone Survivor and American Sniper, there's a lot of joking around like that in those. Yeah. With each other. Like Mark Wahlberg and Emil Hirsch's character, they are literally have those guys tied up to the tree. And Mark Wahlberg is fucking with what's his face about the paint color his wife wants. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, and I'm sure like that shit actually goes on because it's literally based off of his book. So right. I bet you a lot of that dialogue, not exact, but right, a lot right. of the dialogue and conversations were probably what they were talking about. Yeah, I, 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 I was thinking of another movie where there's some kind of like banter and shit in it like that is, uh, which I've actually only seen one time. So I might be misremembering, but Jarhead. See, I've never seen it. Is that with Jake Gyllenhaal? <sighs> yes. Yes, I yeah. haven't seen it's, it either. Uh, a lot of people re- regard it as like very, very good. And dude, there's tons of war movies and and content out there. Like if if you've never watched on HBO, um, Band of Brothers or oh, Gen- or Generation Kill. Both those are really, really good. I didn't finish Band of Brothers, but I love I loved. Uh, very good, very yeah, good. It's too. good. It's Sam Elliott's in it. He doesn't I, have a mustache, so it kind of throws me off. Oh yeah. damn, yeah. that'll throw me off. I like that. Um, it's so weird to say I like that, but I like that period, like World War Two movies. Yeah. yeah, it's a whole other animal, man. That's yeah. like actual like. When you sit back and think about it, D Day is one of the craziest things to ever happen. Mm. I mean, oh yeah, uh, it's that is. Our, what, what movie was the big time D Day scene? Saving, Saving Private, Private, Ryan. Private Ryan. For yeah. our Australian listeners, what is D Day? The storm. That's where we storm the beach. Normandy. Normandy, yeah. yeah. Where basically we stormed that beach to where the Germans already had it, you know, and it was a beach, but 
it, it wasn't your normal beach where like you you reach the you know you come out of the ocean like say you were swimming in the ocean you come back on the beach it's just flat all the way back yeah it was sandy beach and then it turned into cliffs that went up yeah so like the germans had like a strong point or whatever on top of the cliffs and are just raining hell down on on our soldiers and like it is nuts like when you read stories about that there's guys that just didn't even make it out of their boat yeah like i just i I, it's, it's a weird strategy and i think the u.s really really learned something from that day they were like we can never just send that many guys in to be slaughtered ever again. Yeah, and I, I just, me personally, obviously I've never been in that situation, but I can't even put myself in a mindset where you're going across and you're literally, you are telling yourself this is it. No, 100%. No, that, that's it. Yeah. Every I single mean, one, I obviously I don't fucking know what they're thinking, but you're right. I think every single one of those guys was like, okay, like this is where my life ends. ends I just, I, I, I wonder what you think about. I don't like, think your memory... chances of making it to the other side of that beach were yeah, very I mean, high that day. Yeah. No, it's it's very, it's very um, medieval. Oh yeah, think it about was. It, it was like, like a straight on charge. That's like, like a strategy that you would implement in medieval times, dude. That to was where like you sh- could charge yeah. like that. That with, was a with straight a up number. battle of the bastards. They were basically like I think on, the U.S. forces were yeah. basically like, we have to take over this point. Here's our strategy: we're going to send a mass number of soldiers because we know they're not going to kill them all, and the ones that survive, God damn, continue man. on with that's, the mission. And it's sickening. We chills. would never do that nowadays. Yeah, no. I, we, we would never I, do not that. Make, I'm just making a comedic relief joke. But imagine just sitting in that boardroom and you're just being like, damn, man, we're about to send everybody over there and everybody's about to get mowed over. And and then your first thought would be, better get drunk tonight or like do something crazy yeah, it's because like, it's what like, are you going to do? It's like yeah. Big Brother in charge is like playing a game of Clash of Clans, like sending in all the archers. Sending <laughs> every archer we have. Like, it's... Yeah. Um, it's very, very wild. I bet you there, you know, I've never, I've watched movies, documentaries and shit on D-Day. I bet you there's a ton of books out there that survivors had written about yeah. that day. Well, I could, I mean, honestly, I love this, is, I love this conversation. I could keep going on forever. But the the out of all the movies like we've watched and stuff, the scene that gets me literally the most is not any of the actual fighting. It's literally... In the beginning of Lone Survivor, when they show the actual footage of the guys training, I don't know if you remember, and for some reason, like, like the training and, like, the chants they do, and, like, it shows, like, how, it shows them, like, throwing them in the freaking pool and, like, not pulling them out for, like, two minutes. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. for some reason, that is what gets my freaking adrenaline going. Mm-hmm. And, like, they ask him, uh... This is a big scene in my eyes of the movie. They they pull the guy out of the ocean, I think it was, and they ask him, what's six times three? Okay, and that's, like, easy math. Like, I get that in less than a second, like 18 seconds, and you see the guy. He's, like, struggling for his life, trying to think so hard on what the frickin' number is. And he eventually gets to 18, and then that's when the movie starts. It flashes to Lone Survivor. And it just gives me chills every single time. It does. It gives yeah. me goosebumps, especially hearing him talking about it on the podcast, saying how they do things twice as dangerous and twice as hard in training because they want to make it 
for whatever situation you get into, it'd be easy. Right. And he said, which I didn't know this, he said more people die in the Navy from training than actually going out and performing their oh, acts that I they do. I didn't know that. That's... And I, it, I was taken back from it, honestly, yeah. because I guess it would make sense if it's twice as hard. But to think of all those numbers, I mean, I didn't, you know back check it or anything but i'll take his word for it i was like that that's insane more people die just from the training than the actual action that they may have to perform that's crazy that's wild i can i can almost see that though because every single one of those guys has to go through that same training but not every single one of those guys is in like hand-to-hand combat you know, yeah, and and the brotherhood yeah. that has to grow. God, it gets me Na- fired. Navy up. Seals are fucking crazy. Um, one one just... night, one day, we need to just rec- get someone to follow us around with the camera, and us three just need to go to a freaking boot camp and just train for a day. I'd love, <laughs> I'd love to have a former Navy Seal on as a guest. Oh yeah, I'd, That'd l- be I'd sweet. like, That'd I'd be like awesome. to pick their brain. Truthfully, Navy Seal, or at this point, I'll take anybody. That's been in any like I and that's I want someone that was like yeah you're right honestly anything but any kind of special forces would be very very cool not 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 saying because I want them to come on here and disclose missions no no, no but like it. but to, what they went because you know there's calibers yeah. of soldiers it, it's just how it is you can sign up you could be any Joe Schmo off the street and sign up to be an infantryman in the army. And you could be thrust right into combat. I want to talk sight. Now, do you have the same training as like a Green Beret or a, or a Navy SEAL? No. But like, I want, I want to, it takes a special kind of fucking person to make it through that. Because you, you, I've seen things on the History Channel and stuff talking about Navy SEAL training. And like, it's very hard to get through it. Most people do not get through it. And then isn't that is that the beginning of Lone Survivor where it shows like if you don't make it you have to ring that bell? Yes. Yeah. 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 That I love it. Like that's <laughs> out of any war movie ever made. That's my favorite sequence of events. Right. Seriously, there. if anybody's listening that has that background or knows somebody that's willing to talk, I dude, we I that would probably be our longest episode. Yeah, I talked for a while on that. This stuff fascinates me. I. There was several times, I'm not going to lie, several times in from when I was like 19 to, you know, 23 or something stuff where I like always had this internal debate like I should just join the armed forces, something. I never did, yeah. obviously, because that's a big, big yeah. decision. And you know what's crazy about that, though? American Sniper, Chris Kyle, I believe, didn't go to the Navy until he was 30. Really? So that's kind of cool because, like, that's our demographic right now. It's like yeah. our mindset. Shit, maybe I'll join. No, but you know what I'm saying? It's like you're right. A lot of these young kids go. But then Chris Kyle was a 30-year-old, like, you know, basically what where we are. And he was like, I have to go, you know. Like, I, I, w- cool. I would join the Air Force if Tig needed a partner in the uh, global first war flying around spaceships oh, fighting yeah. the aliens. Like, if we got some crazy phone call, like, listen – Tiggy Nation, he needs your help. I'm going. I'd say when. <laughs> I talk a lot suit of, on. I talk a lot of shit <laughs> about <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if I want to say that. I I well, yeah. I talk a lot of shit about this country sometimes and how fucked up I think we are and how like people can't get along 
and stuff like that. And and I'll be the first one to admit, during the Olympics, I cheer for Team Canada in hockey. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I love Sidney Crosby. Sue me. But if there was a, like, moment where shit really hit the fan, like, I, I guess you would say another world war, but, like, call it, call it something even a little bit crazier where, like, maybe we were on the verge of getting invaded or something, I'd be running through a wall yeah. to fucking fight. Dude, could you imagine? You know, defend my family. I'd yeah. defend the fuck out of this country if, if it, yeah. if it, like, the scenario you're stating, yeah. if it came down to it and they were actually like, listen, we need as many people as we're going to get yeah, like or this, this is for, life's going to change forever. Yeah, like this is for the survival of humanity in this country. Like, I'd be... I'm locking in. Yeah, I'd be all Dead ready ass. for it. Could you imagine, though, too, if there was, like... Or if they brought it back was the freaking draft. That would yeah. be And crazy. it's like something wild. you're literally watching on the television, like hoping your number doesn't get called. Imagine if your number got called. Imagine that feeling. If yeah. your number literally got called for the draft and you're like, Okay, here we go. Yeah, this, I think that's go. the craziest thing about the World War Two era. Like you hear stories the guys are like, What what'd you do back home? Like, Oh, I was this, I was that. That's not how it is so much nowadays. You can't really ask a soldier that because it was there. It's not what did you do back home? Oh, what did I, what did I do back home? I chose to I join chose the to force. Mer- yeah. Military, yeah. So it's it's it was like a whole different thing back yeah, then. It's that's like that's, that's true, dude. That's like that's I, I've talked about. Uh, this is us, the show. Very realistic show. Very history, like realistic with history and what's going on in the world. That was a part. That was a big part. Is uh. Like the main character's brother, it was a flashback, and they're literally in a bar, and I think it they lived in Pittsburgh, so they were literally in a bar in Pittsburgh, watching the draft, and his brother's name got called. Like, imagine I if we're at the freaking uh, the twenty first hole down the road, no free ads, no free ads, twenty first hole, and we're just chilling, drinking. Like, all right, guys, we're gonna watch to see if we go tonight. And I go out of us three. Like, imagine that. I mean, I, uh, I okay. I, I, I'll that's be. Crazy. I would be complete. I'll be completely honest with you guys. And you may feel as I'm full of shit, but I, I promise you, I'm not. If I'm wa- okay, so if the draft's really going on, and I'm watching the draft with my close friends, boys, family members, dead ass. Knowing that this is the legit draft draft. Like, it's not like you volunteer. People are getting called out. We're really going to war. I truthfully think for one of my close friends and family members, I literally would just be like, if any of us get picked, I'm, I'm going to go with you so you don't have to go by well, yourself. Well, that's what, that's what happened. His little brother got drafted, and he's like, I'm going with you too. Yeah. Not crazy. If I could be, if I knew for sure, like, I would be with them through the whole process. Because I, I feel like eventually, you know, as long as you're at the same place, you're going to be around each other. Yeah. But but truthfully, man, like, I I don't know. And and remember, we're talking about the specific scenario, like the whole draft thing. But in, in that whole scenario, I don't think I could live a happier life knowing that I sat down there with my friend, he got yeah. picked, and I let him go by himself. Yeah. And unfortunately... 
if he came back, didn't come back, but in this scenario, who didn't come back, like I, I would, I'd be like, damn, he went over there and did that for me, and I didn't have the balls. To no, that's what I mean. Yeah. That would that would eat you up, dude. Yeah, that would be tough. Like you, it, that exact scenario, like you're actually with your good friend while he gets drafted, and you just let him go. Yeah, and he doesn't come back. You'd be like, man, I could have been there for. Him I could have been there, yeah. and and also like at the same time, that could have been me. Like, why wasn't I drafted? It's just a, it's such a mind it's fuck, a weird concept. And I, I don't. When did they do away with the draft? Was the draft still a thing for the Vietnam War? Uh, let me because see. I don't know. To be honest with you, when did the draft um, go away? Let's see. Seventy three. Seventy three. So that's after Vietnam, so right? Was. Um, was Vietnam in the sixties? No clue. Not a big history buff. I don't know. Let's see. Vietnam War. Yeah, it was that. Oh, oh, no. oh so, so that, right after. Right. Holy fucking shit! It lasted for twenty years. Yeah, I'm. I'm what? so ignorant to this stuff, bro. Yeah, I need to learn more. I, I, I do need to learn more. From. Yeah. What? I, dude, look. Just look at Cold War. That lasted for fucking ever. I don't know. What? The yeah. Cold Year lasted for. 40 fucking Forty fucking four years. Forty-seven to ninety-one. That's how much. Yeah, that's how much we hate Russia. Wait, so there's two wars going on at the same time, dude. Th- yeah, there's three going on at the same time. There's three. Wait, we we were just trying. Oh, to Well, fucking, no, Korean War only lasted three years. We were trying to tango with everybody. World War Two. But but the Cold War was going on during both of these wars right here. World War Two and Korean. But war. the Cold War wasn't so much like an actual like war. No war. no no. It was like more tactical. Yeah. But yeah, dude. It was I, like a chess game. Exactly. Best way to put it. But yeah, it's. I I mean, I don't know. I I hope I never. Okay, let me word it this way. I never thought that we would ever get back to a stage and the world where you would actually have to worry about another war war because most of it would be technological now. But if it did happen and a draft had to come back, I wouldn't be shocked with that, with everything no, that's gone. I mean, dude, they talked about the draft coming back <clears throat> back around nine 11 when that all happened. I remember a lot of people were talking about that. All the drafts going to come back. They're thinking about bringing the draft back. And we were young, but I still remember that. It, you know, nothing surprises me, man. War, war, war's inevitable. There'll be another big war. Yeah, and just just think, every time somebody gets picked, that's exactly what every draft pick that gets drafted to the Jets feels like, too. <laughs> yeah. They're like, my my career, my life is done. Is done. Damn. But I don't know. I think it's been a time, guys. Uh, you know, I I knew. And as we all knew inwardly, this episode would be very different. I, I I knew myself that it would kind of kind of be it's what we're used to, it's what we started with, but ha- always having that one person to kind of bounce off of when we all kind of just freeze, which no we did that in the beginning in terms of early on, I would say, but not now. Yeah. What I mean. But that uh that person gone, I knew it would be kind of weird, but I do want to say I'm very, very excited to keep going on with you two. Um, can't wait till Tig gets back, obviously, but you know, we're the ones that started this, baby. And I'm yeah. I'm ready to ready to keep it rolling. Can't wait till Tiggy Nation comes back, but 
you know, I don't know, man. Yeah. The no. dynamics back. I'm I'm excited. It's us three getting the streets, baby. It's what you said earlier. It's it's it is a new era. It's very much a new yeah, era. It's a it new is. Era. So, you know, we're gonna keep it going. But it's it is exciting in a way. It is. I'm still sad. For sure. Like no doubt. But yeah, we're gonna keep it going. It's a it's a new era. We're gonna have a new intro song tonight for for y'all. Fuck yeah. So yeah. Fucking, I'm excited to keep going. Yeah, so. Me too. Um, yeah. Just yeah. keep going, boys. So I I don't know. I just want to say I thought for this one coming back, we did very well. I, 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 I thought I was, it was electric. I yeah. thought it was Good great. Talks. And I, uh, you know, I shouldn't have, shouldn't ever second guess anything because we always just dominate. But I'm happy to get that one out of the way. I'm happy it was fire. So let's keep rolling. So make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jerry Nixon Jr., um, make sure to check out all the podcasts on the feed. So right now we have the juice box that comes out on Sundays at five TTP comes out at Wednesdays on Wednesdays at six press break right now is coming out on Thursdays at two and then midnight gamer very, very soon. And I'm sure Zarley will touch on that more. So we, we appreciate the support. I love all my Aussies, baby. I can't wait to throw another shrimp on the bar bay with you guys. Tell your <laughs> friends, let us keep climbing the Australian charts Listen, if the Americans don't want to catch on and you guys want to throw some Australian shrimp sponsorship our way, I'll sell out tomorrow, baby. Fuck so, yeah. So just yeah. let us know. Yeah. yeah, for all of our Australian fans, um, you can find me on John Theodore Nixon on Instagram. DM me. Just say what's up, you know. Figure something out. We'll come down. We even do a live show for you down in the old Australia land. And in Australia, you can say cunt. Down under. Their words. Down under. Well, Australia is just... they. Those people are all-timers down there. That's all I got to hey, say. If any of you all guys time. listening know any kangaroos personally, please hit me up, too. I would like to meet one. You can find me on Twitter at the Juicebox Pod on Twitter. That's at the Juicebox Pod. We're on Facebook, the Juicebox Podcast. Hashtag Milk Gang. Uh, you can hear my videos, watch them, YouTube and Instagram. Hey, we're, I'm hoping to get some more YouTube stuff out there. So we're on YouTube, too, the Juicebox Podcast. Um. Yeah, I said Facebook already. Follow us on Facebook, the Juice Box Podcast, where not to diabetes, the Juice Box Podcast. Yeah, check out that YouTube feed. I, I'm w- I'm with JT. I'd like to start getting more stuff on there. It's gonna start popping. I feel like. Yeah, like I want to put just literally anything any, exactly, yeah. any and all things on there. It doesn't like, have to be professional. Literally anything we video <laughs> record, we just put on there. Yeah, yeah. What? I have actually have a. Uh, Pokemon card opening we could put on there. We have a few yeah. filmed actually. Yeah. Um we did one last week. We should just throw it up on there. Uh yeah, so uh regarding Midnight Gamer uh it was shooting for late April comeback season 2. Um that's that's pretty set in stone. Anything could happen, but we're set in stone for that. Working on like a, a trailer for everyone to see announcing the return so it should be pretty cool and um i'm hoping that when midnight gamer comes back we can uh consistently just kill it with episodes for that which uh well, those drop at f- on fridays at midnight it's kind of like the whole concept for it so um stay tuned for that it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty sick so i'm excited uh i miss my boy tiggy i want to give him just another shout out hope he's doing hope he's doing well and uh, i'm excited for him to get back 
um, you know, however long it takes. So fuck, I miss that son of a bitch. He's he's that kid. He's an all special guy. Fucking all timer yes, of all timers. Honestly, very special. Very very special guy. Uh, okay, I'm on Twitter. No, I'm sorry. I'm on Instagram <laughs> at Zarly Price. I'm on Twitter at PokeZar. That's Z A R. Z is in zebra. A is in apple. Are you ready for Tig to win Survivor once he gets back from the Air Force? R as in, are you ready for the new era? Don't get it fucking twisted. Bye bye. I'm Slim Shady, yes, I'm the real Shady. Are you on the Slim Shadies? I just get my trading. So, won't the real Slim Shady please stand up? Please stand up. Please stand up. Because I'm Slim Shady, yes, I'm the real Shady. Are you on the Slim Shadies? I just get my trading. So, won't the real Slim Shady please stand up? Please stand up. Please stand up. Will Smith don't got a cuss in his rap. Sell records. Well, I do. So fuck him and fuck.